Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel and the podcast. Today, we are breaking down the six-game slate for Tuesday, August 4th for the NBA. It's going to be starting at 1.30 p.m. East Coast time. Sadly, yesterday, we got the 4 p.m. start. Gives you a couple more hours to actually do stuff in your day. I'm surprised that they're continuing to put out these six-game slates. I guess because maybe Giannis is on it, but they really could have scratched this 130 game. It is going to be just absolutely brutal too. It'll be fun to like try and dissect and pick apart from a creator standpoint of people getting back from their lunch break. And then also the fact that you're about to see the top eight players, arguably the top eight, I would say definitely the top seven players in the Nets rotation from this beginning of the season, not even counting KD because he obviously never stepped foot on the court, are not going to be in the rotation today. They're not playing. The three main guys that they brought to the bubble and Joe Harris, Karis LeVert, and Jared Allen, they're all taking a little bit of a breather today and a little bit of a rest break after already not having Kyrie Irving, Tarion Prince, Wilson Chandler, DeAndre Jordan in this bubble so far. And I mean, you can continue to name players like Spencer Dimwitty. That's eight players right there. The best player on the Brooklyn Nets today. And then this is, can also go up for argument. I mean, Jamal Crawford's even uncertain. So that's the starting news on the injury news for you, if you will. Levert, Harris, Allen, and Jamal Crawford all from Brooklyn. All rest for the most part. They're saying Levert is a thigh. They're saying Joe Harris is a back, but seems to be all rest. And then Jamal Crawford is questionable just with condition. The best player on this team is either going to be Tyler Johnson or Garrett Temple. The best scorer on the team is probably Tyler Johnson if Jamal Crawford doesn't play. Even if Crawford plays, who knows what he has left in the tank, but he can always go out there and just light something up. And I think he probably would if he plays in this one. But Garrett Temple, Chris Chioza, Tyler Johnson, Jeremiah Martin. These are the guards that are going to be going out there to try and set up an offense. In terms of big men, you're going to have Lance Thomas, Hall, Kuros, right? This is just not the situation that you want to be in. If you're the Brooklyn Nets, they obviously don't care. Right now, they're in the eight seed. I guess they feel comfortable about that. They probably have to win one more game or just have somebody else lose at this point to actually clinch their playoff spot. So they figure that this is the spot to probably take a breather since you're playing Milwaukee and they're probably going to slap the floor with you anyways. So yeah, interesting spot. But thank you. A little bit of a spiel, a little bit of a start for you. Welcome if you're here. My name is Sal Vetri. And if you are brand new to seeing my content or you haven't watched it the last couple of days, I am, this should be the last day. It's starting to rain outside right now. It's 5 a.m. East Coast time. Um, but this just should be the last day that I'm not in my home studio where I actually have good lighting, potentially different sound for you. So if I am coming in looking a little bit red or, or discolored like I usually don't, uh, in the past weeks, if you do watch my content or if you're brand new, just want to let you know that. But the travel kit, if you will, it's going to be a little bit less quality, but obviously you get it out in terms of just what it looks like for me. Nothing major though, but I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. If you could hit that like button for me, I think we had like 300 likes or something in the last video. That's crazy. But the big old subscribe button is the big one. We are a couple hundred subscribers away. I think like 200 and change away from 24,000. It'd be really cool if we can get there by the end of the week, definitely. But maybe even by today, if we get a big push, both from the golf content that will be dropping today, as well as this here and NBA video. I will call out that I do have projections that a lot of people were signing up for yesterday down below on Patreon. Uh, that's an all-inclusive package for projections for golf content right now, NFL when that comes, and also the NBA as well, daily projections that are updated up to lock and throughout lock. You can be sure to check that out. And then also Superdraft is the proud sponsor as they have been for all the NBA videos so far of the show. See a lot of you, I think about another 12 of you signed up over the last couple of days to Superdraft. Appreciate all of you signing up over there. And I hope you're having some fun. I've seen in the comment section, the only things that I've gotten from you are positive feedback about Superdraft. People saying that they turned $12 into $34 and they didn't even know how to play NHL. They don't know what hockey is. Yes, these are things you have to take advantage of when new sites and up and coming sites over the last year, Superdraft has been around, are starting to come into the industry and they're going to have just natural rake over there because they have investors because they can end up, or at least I'm assuming,
thing. They have investors and they can end up just leaving that money go because it's more of a marketing promotion for them. But if you're one of the people who are in early, you're benefiting from both playing at a cool and up and coming site and getting a lot of promos and also a ton of rake and overlay. So be sure to check it out. Promo code Sal, that is S-A-L, my first name, if you're listening on the podcast or YouTube, how you doing? We'll get you a $10 free use on Superdraft. If you want to go over there, check it out. It is all linked up down below. So let's keep rocking and rolling through the injury and status dashboard. We already got through all the Brooklyn Nets, right? And the guys who are going to benefit from all these wings being out and Joe Harris and Levert, and obviously the ones coming into this bubble being out as well with the big one being uh, Kyrie Irving and Spencer Dinwiddie, the benefits are going to be Garrett Temple, who is the main fixture in the rotation that's left, like a guy who normally will play 25 to 30 minutes. He's the only guy in the rotation that was doing that. He's left. Chris Chioza, who's going to have to get bigger run playing 20 plus minutes in the last time out on average on pace to play 20 plus minutes the time before that in the bubble but foul trouble ended up getting to him Tyler Johnson Jeremiah Martin Martin did not play in the last game I think that what you're going to see is Martin just going to have to be used because they don't have many bodies but it's mainly going to be Garrett Temple probably sees a 30 plus minute role Chris Chioza probably going to push for a 30 plus minute role and the same thing for Tyler Johnson who actually started in the last game as well and played big minutes if Jamal Crawford is able to go that's a spot to actually look at as well because he's 4700 a lot of these Brooklyn players who are filling in and Garrett Temple's and Tyler Johnson's they're already priced up some to $6,600, right? Jamal Crawford at $4,700. If we get that in okay that he's going and he's not dealing with a lower body injury, it's just conditioning. He should be good to go for the Clippers. Montrez Harrell is still not going to play. 6K would have been a nice price point. Subak, Morris, Noah, uh, Jamichael Green, all these guys will continue to see bumps. Lou Williams is questionable for his conditioning. If he does play, it will hurt Pat Beverly. Reggie Jackson will definitely hurt, who scored 30 plus fantasy points in the last game in only 20 minutes of play. Highly efficient game from him. And then Landry Shamit. For Milwaukee, all they'll be actually missing today is Wesley Matthews. He's out with a calf. It's going to help George Hill, Kyle Corver, Brown, all those wings, Dante DiVincenzo. But they get back Eric Bledsoe, who was just never injured, just coming back from uh, COVID, getting to the bubble late. Same thing for Pat Connaughton. They're both probable now. So Bledsoe being back is actually going to hurt Middleton, who we were on last game when he dropped 50 fantasy points because Middleton is a 1.44 fantasy point per minute producer with no Bledsoe. That's going to drop. It's going to hurt George Hill's minutes and then all the wings that we just mentioned. Same thing for Pat Connaughton. Really good perimeter defender for them and also obviously can score from three-point land. That's going to hurt Hill, Dante DiVincenzo to an extent, Brown, and Corver. For Sacramento, Alex Len is still out. So Rashawn Holmes has been dealing with a lot of foul trouble as of late. Uh, continuing to play him is something that I'm interested in at just $5,200 because I do think he's like a $7,000 player when he doesn't hit foul trouble or have just the worst matchup in the world. He's not going to have that today as long as he avoids a lot of Porzingis, which I think he will at times getting Maxi Kleber for maybe half the time, if not more, that he's out there. Seth Curry for Dallas is doubtful with a leg injury. This is going to primarily help DeLon Wright out there and then some of the other guards as well. Um, you're going to have Trey Burke, former Syracuse player out there, JJ Barea. I do think it'll help Trey Burke get on the court more. And if he gets hot like he did the other time out, shooting like 85% from three or whatever it was in the first game in the bubble for Dallas, then yeah, obviously he'll stay on the court. But I think DeLon Wright, who saw 20 plus minutes in his last game as a backup, is going to be the primary beneficiary there. And then you get Indy on a back-to-back. So the Pacers on a back-to-back. Brogdon played yesterday and had his minutes monitored. Some people in the Patreon chat or some people in the Discord chat were just saying, Sal, he's on a minutes limit. You still have him in for his 32 minutes. And I said, honestly, if anything, I might put him up to 34 minutes now because he's healthy. Minutes monitored over the years literally just means you're going to play your normal minutes, at least for most coaches that I've seen. You're going to play your normal minutes. And if you look good, we're going to keep you out there. If you look like you tweaked or something, we're going to take you out. So pretty much if you re-injure yourself, we're going to take you out. That's an obvious statement. But Malcolm Brogdon, like we said, was a neck injury yesterday. It wasn't a lower body injury. So he would have had to suffer whiplash. He would have had to get an elbowed in the head or had to get a ball hit him in the head. And even then, maybe it's not hard enough to really trigger anything else 
those muscle tendons in the neck. So yeah, it's a situation where minutes monitored is just, in my opinion, the normal minutes uh, that he's going to be playing unless he re-injures himself, which then obviously he's not playing his minutes anyways, even if they were to be limited. All that to say that Brogdon, I assume, is going to play again today. It is a back-to-back. -back. Maybe they take a little bit easier on him. Oladipo did not play in the front end of the back-to-back. -back. I assume he plays in the back end of the back-to-back. -back. He's questionable with the knee. If Oladipo plays, it will hurt Brogdon. It will hurt a guy in TJ Warren who almost five for five yesterday went up for 69 more points because he was just picking up four steals, four blocks, ton of assists, ton of rebounds, obviously a ton of points, just guys beasting out. And then it will hurt Aaron Holiday and TJ McConnell. Jonathan Isaac, you probably have already heard, but if not, he has torn his ACL in the last game that they did play. This is probably going to move Aaron Gordon. We'll see actually what happens here. They might start Ken Birch at the four and play a little bit bigger. Indy is not big when Sabonis is not out there, not as big, you can say, because they've been starting Justin Holiday at the four instead of a Sabonis and Miles Turner starting front court. But what the Magic can do, and I guess they can get really creative and do whatever they want, but they can end up just playing more of a little bit of a smaller ball and going Aaron Gordon at the four, which helps his rebounding rate, which obviously helps his scoring upside, doesn't give him as much ability to stretch as much as if he's at the three. Very similar to Tobias Harris when he's at the three, more three-point opportunities, but worse rebounding rate. It's going to be a situation now where Aaron Gordon might move down to the four. Now you might start seeing guys like Evan Fournier at the three, and then maybe they get a second guard out there. Maybe they start Augustine and a Fultz. Maybe they end up starting even Terrence Ross and an Augustine. We'll see what happens there. But no Jonathan Isaac. I think it's going to help Aaron Gordon, especially if he moves to the four. It might give guys like um, Gary Clark, James Ennis, and Ken Birch more time. And if not, maybe even Ken Birch starting at the four. So with all that said, let's move over to the target offense sheet now where we don't have all the totals. We have four of the six totals. Milwaukee and Brooklyn, they probably have no idea what the fuck they're doing with that total, to be completely honest with you. Uh, pardon my language because, man, oh man, this game is going to be absolutely brutal when the top eight players of the Brooklyn Nets are out. And now you have actually returning players from Milwaukee. So lots of things for bookmakers to try and wait in and factor in there uh, because this is a G League team going up against the best team in the East and maybe the best team in the NBA in the Milwaukee Bucks. The highest total on the slate is going to be, once again, as it has normally been when the Rockets are on the slate, the late night hammer at 9 p.m., 243 and a half game total. The Rockets come in as four and a half point favorites over Portland, a 124 team total. And then Portland has a 119 and a half overall team total, the second highest on the slate right now. So yes, Houston has four and a half point favorites. is in a fantastic spot. And the guards for Houston are going to be in ideal spots against Portland. And normally the guards for Houston are ideal spots anyways, because they're kind of matchup proof when it comes, unless they get doubled a lot when it comes to Harden and Westbrook. So this matchup for Westbrook and Harden, it's going to be very strong. It's going to be better for Westbrook, in my opinion. The pace of this matchup will be about a neutral spot for Houston as it checks in for me and my model. And then for Portland, it's actually going to be a pace up spot of about three to three and a half possessions. So I do like a lot of Houston here today. It's mainly just Harden and Westbrook, to be completely honest with you. You have now Robert Covington priced up to a spot where I don't think there's much value left on the bone there. Daniel House is still an okay value option. You're going to get your 30 minutes out of him at $4,400. We talk about that at the early interest, but it's mainly Westbrook and Harden probably in that order for me in that side of it. And on the Portland side, yeah, Nurtridge has been balling out. It's taken a little bit of an overtime, a little bit of extended play, but he's playing 32 plus minutes in his first two games back from a crazy injury, which is wild. He got his kind of a pace up and his legs under him in the scrimmages before the bubble started. He's up to a price point where I still think he's a fair spot at 8,500, but I'm not really looking at much of Portland here. You have Damian Lillard priced all the way up. I just prefer other guys. You have CJ McConnell kind of priced where he should be, if not a little bit overpriced. And then there's nothing left on the bone after you get out of the big three now that Nurtich is back. So I'm not really looking too much there. The second highest total on the slate is 236 team total, right? Or game total right now, Dallas versus Sacramento. And even this total is like right now, seven and a half points less than that Houston and Portland one. So obviously not the same environment here, but I think Luka looks fine. Every single slate so far, it's been Harden, Luka and Giannis you have to choose from. I think they all look fine here. Obviously Giannis has his concerns 
concerns if this becomes a blowout at halftime, but he could still drop 60 plus fantasy points, even in that 25 minutes of play that he might get or 24 minutes of play. He's done it many of times before, but I'm going to prefer probably Luca out of all three of them today, then Harden, then Giannis, Giannis just because of those concerns. But a 121 team total is the second highest on the slate for Dallas and Luca today. Not as great of an environment as Harden, but you get a little bit of the price savings. And I think Westbrook has a slightly better matchup here, but it's still a great spot for a guy in Luca. There's no Seth Curry out there. So DeLon Wright's going to see a little bit of extended play. Porzingis has been balling out and his price point doesn't increase in a matchup now against Rashawn Holmes and Harry Giles. So yes, Porzingis looks good. Maybe just as good as Luca in this specific matchup here where there are six point favorites. Sacramento side of the ball. Yeah, I think you have some value type plays. I'm really not going to be going up for De'Aaron Fox here, but $5,200. I think both of them are priced at Bogdanovich and Rashawn Holmes that we can talk about. But looking at more of these teams that are left, another higher team total is 119.25. The Clippers eight and a half point favorites versus Phoenix today. Uh, this is going to be a pace up spot for both teams just slightly. Clippers are going to gain about a possession and a half. Phoenix is going to gain about a little over two possessions or about two possessions today. And for the Clippers, this would be a great spot for a center. So if you think Zubak is going out there and getting another 24 minutes of play against Phoenix, yeah, this is a good spot against Aiton. On the opposite side of that, this is a good spot for Aiton with his price point decreasing against the Clippers because he'll be facing Zubak or he'll be facing a smaller rotation. The concern though for Aiton is that maybe they go small here, the Clippers, put your Michael Green at the five and they start having success and it just forces Aiton off the court. It forces Phoenix to go smaller uh, with the smaller rotation rotation of maybe like a Cam Johnson at the five, a Dario Sarge at the five, something along those lines. They could even, if they get Aaron Baines back today, go Aaron Baines at the five, and that's considered a little bit smaller. So that's your concern if you're playing DeAndre Ayton is that he doesn't get in foul trouble. He's playing fine, but they're just getting outpaced and outworked in, in a small ball environment. And instead of playing his big minutes when he pops off for 32 plus closer to 34 minutes. And as of late, he's been around there, especially before the pandemic happened. Maybe now he's only playing 26, 27 minutes. And even at a reduced price point, it's he would have to be really, really efficient to pay off that tag. So for Phoenix, Devin Booker's going to be in a tougher spot here. I still look Devin Booker's way. You still have no Kelly Oubre, but I'm not really looking too much at McCall Bridges here. It's once again, it's once again, probably Booker and, and Aiton for the most part. Cam Johnson, we were on last time out. He's priced up to 5,100. I actually think that's still a fair price point if he's going to continue to be starting. He's going to continue to be on pace for 30 plus minutes. Saw 40 in the last game because he was popping off and playing well. So that's where I'm at right now. We'll see what these other two totals and Indy who's on a back-to-back versus Orlando in Milwaukee and Brooklyn, which is just going to be an absolute shit show, to be honest with you, in terms of trying to project those minutes and trying to find out who's going to play there. Uh, let's get into the early interest now. And as we move into the early interest, I'd like to solicit you one time for a big old like button and the subscribe button that just popped up on the screen bottom right hand corner really honestly it just takes two seconds of your time if you want to check that out really do appreciate hitting the subscribe button it lets this reach more people and i'll state once again click the link in the description or just go over to superdraft.io and use the promo code sal to get 10 free dollars over there depending on whatever sport you want to play there's going to be overlay uh, you have the big pga contest coming out this week as well nba every single day no better time than right now to get in there and if you want ten dollars for free on superdraft promo code sal that is sal lets them know that you came from me i do have my projections that will be out before the 130 start of course they'll probably be out by around 10 to 11 o'clock. I'll be traveling right around 1030 uh, in a car, but I'll be able to do them then from a hot spot to go to my flight. So hopefully this rain stops. Uh, knock on wood as we are right here. But if you do want to check those out there, link down below. And the other thing, if you're just watching all these free videos, totally fine. If you bink something that's like five, 10, $100,000, come back, support via Patreon if you do wish. I really would appreciate that. So thank you so much. Let's get into some of the early interest for today. This is just some of the early interest. My final interests are also listed and identified via Patreon and my model and projections over there with the values. These are just some early interest in the range of about 20 to 21 players already talked up top. Now, the three studs continue to be on the same slate together. 
Harden, Giannis, and Luka. You're actually going to have Giannis cheaper, and I think that's just building in the fact that they're probably going to steamroll this team in like a quarter and a half or two quarters, or maybe even get what the Bucks do sometimes in the regular season and just say, Giannis is not playing today. And then Middleton and Eric Bledsoe, it just becomes their show, and they probably blow this team out at halftime. So yeah, James Harden is probably going to be my second favorite 10K up plus option. Luka is going to be the main guy that I'll be looking at here. Harden's in the better game environment without question. So I'm going to have a lot of both of them, just a $600 price difference. You get a three-point higher team total. You get a much better pace environment, but that's built into the team total to an extent uh, you're getting the price savings on Luca, which i think is appealing very good defensive matchup from both of these guys they're going to have easier matchups Harden going to have a very nice matchup against portland you really can't go wrong up here luca get the price savings i'll kind of lean in that direction nine k range it's just their teammates right and i like both of them a lot i think russ westbrook has the better matchup than Harden. i prefer luca i think barely to poor singus but he has a very strong matchup against rashawn holmes today which is no matchup at all and, and if you're going to be going up against the forts the manji b Elitsa for um christoph porzingis who played huge minutes he's been playing 38 minutes like off the clip right if he's playing 38 minutes consistently he's not a 9k player and his price point didn't move since the last time out there when he played 38 minutes and played very well 38 minutes of Christoph Porzingis at 1.2 to 1.3 fantasy points per minute at a 26% usage rate is somebody who's going to go out there and pop off consistently for 50 plus fantasy points Jason Tatum gets a $100 price increase you're going to continue now to see Kemba Walker pick up his minutes so Tatum's not that much appealing anymore to me he had his big game last time after he shaved his head went out there and balled out uh, we run him at $8,200 I think $8,300 is completely fine too. I think he's a 9K player, but there's not as much value as there is for some other guys below him, like Paul George at 8,100. His 1.4X multiplier in Superdraft is one of the best plays over there that you should be taking advantage of. Matchup against Phoenix is going to be fine for Paul George. You're going to get 30 to 32 minutes out of him. You're going to feel good about that 30% usage rate. And if for some reason you get an update later today that goes Kawhi Leonard is sitting because I can see this happening at some point in the bubble, Paul George is going to be the best play on the slate. Nikola Vucevic continues to be disrespected, under $8,000 now. No Isaac next to him, which Isaac never really had a great rebounding rate if anything Aaron Gordon there might actually hurt Vooch I don't think it's going to be anything massive though $7,800 26% usage rate and you're probably going to get 32 to 34 minutes Vooch is fine center position I like that I like it more than Aiton to be honest with you even though I love Aiton I think that there can be concerns with Aiton and the small ball against the Clippers at 7,500 coming off the court and don't get me wrong if he stays on the court for 34 minutes there's nobody that's going to be matching up against uh, DeAndre Aiton today that's going to stop him no Jermichael Green no Noah, no Zubak. None of these guys are going to be stopping him. Jimmy Butler is entirely too cheap. 1.35x multiplier in Superdraft and $7,200 on DraftKings. Give me all the Jimmy Butler I can get today. Bam's been struggling a little bit in the bubble. Butler's been playing completely fine. He's been playing as an eight to $8,500 player, right? 8000 to 8500 Now he gets a matchup against Boston, which is probably one of the most difficult matchups every single place that you look, except if you get to the basket. But on the way to the basket, Kemba. Mark is smart. Terrifying, right? You're going to have Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward to an extent. When you get to the basket, when it gets to the Gordon Haywards of the world, but mainly really the Ennis Canthers of the world and the Daniel Tyses, it's a little bit easier, but Butler's going to have a tough matchup. I think if you bake that in, he should still be like seventy-seven dollars to $8,000. Way too cheap here based on my model. And now we get to some of these Nets players who they're just going to look so overpriced. And it doesn't matter what you do on NBAWowie.com or any of these spots where you want to do an on-off metric. If you actually take all the players off the court for the Brooklyn Nets today and try and get it correct, you're going to get a nine-minute sample. Nine-minute sample is not anything that you want to be looking at because it's likely blowout run from sometime in the bubble or earlier this season in one or two spots. That is not good. So you're getting Tyler Johnson at 6,600. A proven scorer when he was on Phoenix, a proven scorer kind of wherever he's really been, he can be very hot and cold though. But he did start the last game. He did play 29 minutes and he did close out the final nine and a half minutes. So somebody that they feel confident in being on the court. I expect Tyler Johnson at 6,600 to be one of the best options from this team because he's just one of the best scorers. If Jamal Crawford is out, it makes me feel more confident. If Crawford is in and not starting, it makes me feel fine. Tyler Johnson at 6,600 seems overpriced, but I really don't know where else they're going to go with usage in this game. Garrett Temple, same thing. Now Temple somebody that I can actually hold 
hold my tongue on a little bit because if all these other guys in Temple, I assume to start at $5,800, he's in line for 32 plus minutes. Maybe he just plays 35, but Temple is not the greatest of usage players. Obviously, he's always out there with guys like Dimity Levert and Kyrie Irving, just a 17% usage rate. The guy was averaging 28 minutes a game this year for the Nets. He's like the last actual rotational player left in this uh in this lineup for the Nets right now, but $5,800, like Garrett Temple is not some usage monster. Even if he's out there with Chris Chioza and Tyler Johnson, those guys might take the usage more so from him. So Temple is somebody that I'm going to put on here, but I'm a little bit hesitant. Now I like him, but I'm a little bit hesitant compared to maybe some of the other value options that are out there because let's just say Tyler Johnson is a little bit overpriced. I think Garrett Temple, you can say the exact same thing for. And maybe you can say Tyler Johnson is appropriately priced for what's about to happen today. And I think that that might be fine. Temple, I assume is going to project out for me for around a 30 fantasy point day, which gives him as a value play. But if he's going to be highly owned, it's probably something I go away from. If Malcolm Brogdon's playing again, you got those minutes monitored out of him, aka his normal minutes yesterday, 1.6x multiplier on Superdraft, whereas there's only a four game slate on Superdraft today, but it looks good. And then a $5,400 price tag on DraftKings. I like that a lot. Chris Gioza in line for 28 plus minutes at 5,300. It sounds gross at that price point, but there's really nobody left. He's like number three in this rotation right now, playing 20 plus minutes the last time out there. And now there's no Joe Harris. There's no Levert. Um, that's just going to actually be another 70 minutes to 68, 70 minutes to go around. And he's going to be somebody who's going to get a big chunk of those. Teammates Rashawn Holmes and Bogdan Bogdanovich, $5,200 each. Rashawn Holmes has been struggling for matchups and just blowouts. He missed four to six minutes his last time out. He's going to have a better matchup here. So it's going to be good. Rashawn Holmes, I'm going to expect to get 26 to 28 plus minutes. Bogdanovich played 31 minutes and was pulled with five minutes left because of the blowout. So he was about to play huge minutes. A lot of these guys in the bubble are starting to get really big minutes. Bogdan at a 22 plus percent usage rate. I like that. We were on Can Johnson last time out. I like him on Superdraft, 1.9x multiplier, $5,100 on DraftKings, a little bit priced up, but nothing crazy. He's been starting and his minutes have been on pace for 32 plus. He got there last game with 40. The game before he ended up getting in a little bit of foul trouble. He played 25, but he was on pace for 30. Manju Bielita, another value play from Sacramento. He had foul trouble and then the blowout led to him only playing 20 minutes. Two quick fouls in the first quarter. Then he picks up his third foul, I believe, in the third quarter. And then he just doesn't come back out all that much. And then the blowout in the fourth quarter leads him to not playing all that much. So you're going to get Bielita playing 30 plus minutes more so on average. And now he's only $4,500 playing at the four against Dallas in Porzingis does not sound appealing, but again, it's just a value play at that point. Similar to Daniel House at $4,800, you're going to be getting your 30 minutes to 32 minutes out of him at not great usage and not great point per minute production, but you take what you can get from the below 5k range. The long right at 4,100 does seem appealing to me. Dallas, no Seth Curry. If the long right touches 28 to 30 minutes, we'll see if they give those minutes more so to Burke or JJ Barea. But if, if it's the long right who played 21 minutes last time out because of no Seth Curry, that's good to see. And then Lance Thomas, Lance Thomas started the last game, played just 10 minutes for the Nets. It'll be interesting to see what they do here. It's a center position. You have Kuros, right? If he starts at center, they're going to be playing small ball against Milwaukee. Either way, it's going to be dangerous. It doesn't matter what type of ball they try and play, but keep an eye on it. They have Hall out there. Uh, Lance Thomas is somebody who did start last game at the four. He played just 10 minutes. It was weird. He played a five minute stint to start the game, five minute stint to start the beginning of the third quarter. It made really no sense to me. Maybe they were getting him ready for this game today. He did go 0 of 3 with one turnover and one personal foul, but I mean, even having a bad game, just seeing only 10 minutes and getting pulled back quick to start each half is a little bit interesting. $3,800 is actually a nice price point. Whoever starts at center today for the Nets is going to be a really good value play. Whether it's Kuros starting, who's normally a four, not really a center at all. Lance Thomas or Hall is probably somebody that I want to have a piece of, if not a lot. So thank you for tuning into this one. I appreciate it. If you hit that like and subscribe button before you go, check out Patreon and my projections all linked down below. I'll get the golf video up as well. There'll be golf content as well on Patreon, projections, ranking.
rankings, a podcast, a bunch of stuff as well over there that you can check out. I'll be getting that video up and recorded right after this one. So if you've been waiting for the golf video for the first major of the year, the PGA Championship, that will be there. This slate starts at 1.30, but if you're watching this content afterwards, there's a bunch of late night slates, showdown slates that this content will also help you with. My projections are down below to assist you even more. These are my early interests. That's where my final interest will live. And check out Superdraft for some of the best contests in the injury right now because of the rake and overlay over there. Promo code SAL, S-A-L, get you a $10 free play over there if you would like upon deposit. So thank you so much for tuning into this one. My name's Sal, and I will see you in the next one.